Mic test, one, two, three, four. I declare a thumb war. We are back with another episode of the Daily Vedantic. This morning I was thinking about this great sage within the lineage of Vedanta. His name is Ramakrishna. Sri Ramakrishna, as some people call him. Sri is Sanskrit for great. And Ramakrishna, man, he, if you really want to know, Rama Krishna also means, uh, Krishna means dark black, unknown. And Rama means God. So unknown God, great unknown God. Never thought about that before, actually. So Ramakrishna was seen as this, he's this, now he's revered as this titanic mystic in this tradition, but at the time of his life, in the 19th century, most people just thought he was kind of a crazy person. He's always laughing, always had that. You can look it up now and he's just kind of just Cheshire cat smile as if he knows something that we don't. And was loved as this pretty affable, um, crazy person that then over time, started to accumulate these brilliant followers that looked like they were the equivalent of someone just coming right off of Wall Street. They were an uh, epitome of just having all of their shit together and kind of winning in the system and then following this, <laughs> this saintly but seemingly crazy person. I was thinking about that today because, yes, there is this uh, this willingness. Jeff Bezos actually said this about the greatest innovators, a willingness to be misunderstood. You have to endure and have a willingness to be misunderstood for long periods of time to do anything of, of significance. But in the philosophical realm, you certainly have to be able to entertain transformative concepts. And by definition, if it's transformative, then it's not going to be, well, what confirms what you already believe. But in this third level of reflection on this uh, sage from the 19th century and Ramakrishna and this kind of just uh, lovable, seemingly crazy person, it got me thinking about the three radical aspects of what this philosophy is saying. And in terms of continuous study, it is, as we've touched on in many episodes, it is the oldest philosophy out there. So it's been there for any and all to discover. And yet it is so radical. It is continuously discovered and rediscovered and loved and sits at the seat of nearly all Eastern philosophy and has lasted thousands and thousands of years because well, there must be something of utility to it. There must be something of value. There must be some at least ounce of truth. But when you peel it back and get to what the the heart of the message is, it is a crazy pill to swallow. It is antithetical to everything the world tells us. 
And yet this antithesis to what the world tells us, this antithesis to a lot of our intuition shows up in every lighthouse that graces our world with their presence from Krishna to Buddha to Christ to Muhammad, from Moses to Ramakrishna to Ramana Maharshi. And what are those three radical concepts within the core of this philosophy? Well, the first is that there is a supreme. There is an infinite entity that is all and is in all, as St. Paul wrote about Christ in chapter 3 of Colossians. Is all and is in all. That's the first radical phrase. That's the first radical concept, that there is that. For anyone that is of some religious bent, that won't be that crazy of a belief because that's, that's at the core of nearly all religions, that there is that, whatever you call it, God, infinite, supreme, ground of being, whatever you might call it. That's the first radical statement. The second, the second within Vedanta is that none of this is real. This is all an illusion, or better said, a superimposition. We're blinded by ignorance of what's really going on. We don't see it. We can see it. It's not that we can't see it. You can see it. And every once in a while, someone comes along and does see it and tells us all about it. But we don't see it. That's the second radical concept within this philosophy. That we don't see reality, what's really going on. And this illusion of plurality, you and me being different, the screen in front of you, your neighbor, all living beings, and even of the living beings, each little thing within the living being has a separation between the hand and arm, although it's impossible to say where does the hand end and the arm begin. That is the superimposition. It's just nama rupa, name and form, that the mind projects and says, oh, well, this part is a separate part from this part. You and I, the subject and the environment, are separate. That is the superimposition of plurality on what we are told is a reality of unity. The hand is not separate from the arm. You and I are not separate from each other. And this brings us to the third radical statement, and that is, you are that supreme entity. You are that. Or as Alan Watts would colloquially say, you're it. And that's what this philosophy has said. 
for thousands of years is you are that which is. You're it. That perhaps is the most radical, seemingly impossible to believe concept, principle within this philosophy. Nisargadatta, another sage, another titan within this philosophy, said that his entire practice came down to three things. His guru told him he was Brahman, that which is. Brahman is the Sanskrit word for the vast, the infinite. His guru told him he is Brahman. He believed him, and then he acted accordingly. Easier said than done, but that is admittedly one cool way of saying it. These are radical concepts. And it's, I think they are the most radical of concepts that humans have ever entertained, come up with, or put forth. Many of us have to go way outside of our communities, of what our communities will allow us to believe, to even entertain these thoughts. And yet, like I said, they're woven within every philosophy and every major religion over and over and over again. It's like a schoolroom chalkboard saying it over and over and over again. We get lost in the letters, never seeing the full message. And to see it is one thing. To believe it is perhaps radical. But perhaps it is also the only way to be free. Perhaps in a world imprisoned by those four walls, what will people think? Chained by unending desire. Perhaps that radical, seemingly crazy person is the most sane of all. Perhaps to be radical is to finally be free. That is today's reflection on the daily Vedantic. We'll see you tomorrow.